Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Down to the Core. We are your host. I am Jim. And I'm Julie. And we are the founders of Sita Hope Soul Coaching. And each week we will bring you three episodes where you will get to hear her perspective, his perspective, and, and our perspective. perspective. Today, Today you'll get, get both, both of us. us. So, so let's, let's get, get started. started. Good morning, Soul Family. Good morning, Soul Family. Oh. Happy Wednesday, I think it is. We didn't record Monday because, well, I haven't had a voice for a few days. Why didn't you have a voice for a couple days? Because we went to a concert and I was screaming and yelling. Who did you see? Jelly Roll! Who? Jelly Roll! Jelly Roll. It was so much fun. Anyhow. It was awesome. It was a great time. Um, we had a really, really great time. But we were having a conversation this morning and, of course, I stopped and was like, wait! We got to record this. So we've been watching um, a series called Forming the Formless by Jason Shurka on Unified TV. And today's show was about the illusion of time. And so we were discussing that because it's a hard concept. Hard concept. And basically, I just said, you know, it's just like anything else, right? The problem that we see with having deep conversations for Jim and I, that's always been a really difficult thing because <clears throat> most people don't want to have the deep conversations. They, they stop them as soon as they start, basically. They, they just, think they do. <laughs> yeah. They, they say they do. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah. you know, and, and what ends up happening is people get defensive and argumentative and <clears throat> excuse me, you can't just, have a conversation so anyhow um so that's what we were talking about and then you know i said well it's kind of like <clears throat> for me it's the concept of you know since starting our journey of awakening these last few years for me <clears throat> having the conversation and and ever believing that i believed there was this god that sat up in the skies wherever heaven whatever you want to call it and just waited for us to make a mistake or to do something or to bless us or to punish us or you know waited for us to die so we could either go to heaven or hell i mean that concept for me is just so far-fetched today mm -hmm. you know uh, and so but it's what we were talking about was you know it just shows the power of belief Right, power the power of, of programming, the power of believing, and um, what each person believes. So, you were saying, do you remember? I do. So, and she was so she was talking about, you know, just how that idea about God sitting in heaven, you know, blah blah blah, is just so far fetched. It's hard for us to, it's hard to believe that we ever believe that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And which is ironic because I never believed it until I was forty years. I know, isn't that weird? That's how <laughs> yeah. fast. And then, and then I did. I got you know sucked into the whole thing, um, you know. And then I'm kind of stepping away from it, you know, after 20 years or whatever. Um, but my thought that I had in that, and it's, and I, I think I've mentioned it kind of before a little bit. It's it's the power of belief. So when you 
you look at every thinking or every belief system, probably, you know, whatever, <coughs> across the planet. And, you know, and I don't know if you want to break them down to small beliefs or big, you know, whether it's, you know, universal or, you know, some deity or uh, earth, you know, the mother earth idea or it, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, our mind is so strong that because we have both through praying through the blood of Jesus have watched God move mountains. Mm -hmm. We have seen miracles. We have yeah. fought demons. We have, um, I mean, I, I know the power of God. Yeah. And at that time, my label was Jesus. Right. You know, or Yahweh, whatever. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you know, you're, you're trained, right, to, to pray, you know, certain ways. Yeah. And we didn't always subscribe to all that stuff, but we had some people that were teaching us some things. And, you know, there were some rituals that you would do, Christian rituals. Yeah. Uh, which is still a ritual, which isn't okay for some people, which boggles my mind. But anyways. But yeah, they do different. it in their Christian But yet they rituals. do it, yeah. And then they, you know, <clears throat> they harp on other people because they're they doing have the same thing, but different. So whatever. Um, but the power salt, for instance, you know, um, it's a cleaner, right? And you can literally uh, keep demons or push demons out of someplace or keep them out, whatever. I mean, there was power in, right. in salt circles and all that stuff. Um, so we, we have both experienced that on a Christian side. Um, at the same time, I also have experienced God's power um, sitting out in my hammock down on the river or the creek and in nature. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe that's because my belief is that God is in everything, through everything. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. You know, but I have totally experienced that. I also know people that practice other religions, you know, whether it's Buddhism or whatever, that have truly experienced God. Mm -hmm. And they will, you know, and so we all have our own experiences. And I believe it is, for me, it's like, that's the proof that God is in everything, everywhere. And, and you know, there's no Christians who will ever dispute that. No. Right? Because the Bible says, you know, he's omnipresent, omnipotent, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so, well, if you believe that he is in everyone, everything, at all times, from beginning to end, then that means he's in all belief systems, too. Yeah. At, at the core of that. Um, now, that I, I would say maybe... Well, that's a whole different subject. I was going to say maybe not in the the negative energy realm, you know, but then there's right. some people say, well, there is no bad and there is no, you know, no good. And I'm not my, I'm out on that right now. So, but point being anyways, I truly believe it, it comes down to our belief systems yeah. and not so much. The power is there, right? That the power that we're missing, the power is inside of us. Right. And so it's not harnessing this God up in heaven or, you know, the power in a stone or uh, whatever. And I believe all that stuff exists because the power is everywhere. Yeah. So, so just think if your belief revolves around 
a small object or a big god somewhere that you can't see, does it really matter if it brings you peace, joy, and love? Mm-hmm. I don't think that it does. Right. I mean, who cares what it is? Yeah. If it's bringing you peace, joy, and love, and you're serving humanity, yeah, praise whatever the heck that is. Right. Right? If it's, you know, comes in from the negative aspects of life, you know, well, then, you know, I would say stay away from that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? But I think that that's, I think that we bring, I think that's our own ego. I, I think we create our own hell. We create our own demons. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying those things or that demons and negative energies, I believe that stuff exists because I've seen it. Um, but now, you know, the more I think about it, was that something that I, that we created, you know, in those moments or, or not, you know, I don't, I don't know how all that works, but I just, I do know that the power of belief is incredibly strong. Any of that makes sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense because I look back at, you know, my life, the last whatever say 40 years um you know through my life experiences and you know they weren't all negative um but you know my life didn't start off really on a positive note to be truthfully honest with you i mean my mom got pregnant at 15 she had me when she was 16 so got kicked out of the house and if you look at you know the generational curses and the things that you know, if you believe that mm-hmm. the womb can be affected by, you know, so when a mom is, pr- a mother is pregnant, the energy that she seeps through her body then goes into the child, the yeah. fetus that is being grown mm-hmm. inside of her, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> um, it affects it. It affects it. And so I would say that, you know, my life did not start off in the positive, positive realm. And so, um, you know, I think that my whole entire life, I was, my, I was, uh, what's the word? I was, mm, I can't think of what the word is, but there was always, you know, negativity that was, uh, in my life, mm-hmm. you know, of some sort or another. I mean, that doesn't mean that I didn't have, you know, right. good days or whatever, you know, but. But there's always like a shadow. But right? there was always like a shadow of this negativity that followed me around. You know, it's like the, the Eeyore, the, 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 the looming <laughs> cloud yeah, always just yeah. followed me around. But also that had to do with my belief system mm-hmm. as well. And because I, course i didn't understand it as a child as a teenager as a young adult that you know i had the power to change that at any time um i mean i was constantly trying but i'd always get sucked back into my habits of whatever it was that i was you know doing or whatever because those things helped me supposedly to either forget or whatever right so you back in the day would get wasted or high or whatever and then the next day you you wake up and it'd be a new day and you could start over and but the problem was is that looming cloud was always there because i believed it was always there Mm -hmm. 
And as long as I believed that it was always there and I continued to live in the, well, I've got this trauma and I've got these things and, you know, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. I didn't believe that I was strong enough to push past that stuff and use them for good, you know? Um, And so your intent, your thought process uh, makes a huge difference in that belief system for yourself, you know? And so even after I gave my life over to Christ and I started following, you know, Christianity and, you know, I mean, my life got so much better. I mean, I got sober, you know, from that. I've been sober, what, 17 years, 18 years, something like that. Um, and you know, but, but there, even through that, there's, there's always this, you know, separation because people believe this or people believe that. Right. So, so what ends up happening is, uh, we're as humans here on earth, we're always just, well, you don't believe the way I do, so we can't hang out Mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. And then, you know, there's arguments and debates and mm-hmm. you know all of this stuff exactly. um it and again it goes back to what you were saying it doesn't matter you know what you believe if you believe that there's a god sitting in heaven or sitting in this heavenly realm wherever up there you know when i was a kid i used to i believe because i grew up in church and i had this visualization of god up in the sky watching the world as if it was a movie and he could literally just watch it on this tv screen like we watch tv and he could change the channel and go to africa or go to you know the united states and then zoom in on me specifically and see what i was doing and you know all of these things i mean you know that's just how i concepted it in my mind it's it seems silly you know when i share it or whatever the case is but that's how i was able to mm-hmm. try to have this concept because for me even back then i could not understand why god would separate himself from us exactly and go and remove himself and stay in heaven and be like okay now go figure it out yeah then the- and here's a little snippet on you know what you can do to to be good or bad or whatever the case is. I just, I've always, I've always struggled with that. Mm -hmm. And, but yet then always hearing and being taught in Sunday school that God lives within each one of us. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense because (laughs) yet last week you said God's in heaven. Right. Exactly. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't, he lives in you, but he's going to judge you. So yeah, he lives in me and and he's going to judge me. Then he's kind of judging himself. Yeah, and so then I think about, you know, raising my own kids, and, you know, there was a period of time, if you know my story, where I wasn't around because of my addiction, and so when I did come back and became a part of their lives again, and they were living with us, you know, uh, we were, you know, forcing the kids to go to church, they didn't want to go to church because they didn't grow up in church, so, you know, of course they didn't want to go, but we forced them to go, Um, and we got to a place where we just stopped, you know, if they didn't want to go, it was whatever, but, um, you know, 
I think because we were leaders in the church, we, you know, there was this pressure. There was a pressure that your kids got to go. They got to be a part of the church. I mean, you even had a mentor tell you, you've got to get your kids to go to church. And he's, Mm -hmm. you know, Jim was like, I'm not going to, you know, I can't do that. I'm not going to make them, you know, I just can't do that. We can, you know. You're going to ask them to pick one thing to do a week. Right. (laughs) Right. 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 Instead of thinking that they were going to Because in our household, it was a huge fight. You know, and not necessarily with the two older ones, but the youngest one, it was always a huge fight and it just wasn't worth it. Um, And so, you know, but I kind of lost my train of thought. But the point is, is that raising the kids, even through that as as the parents, right, there's this punishment. There's a separation Mm -hmm. where if you don't do this, you're going to be punished. Um, And I'm not saying that there's not consequences. There's consequences for our actions. There's consequences, you know, things happen. And if you don't do certain things, there's going to be a consequence, whether that's you don't make money if you don't go to work, (laughs) whether that's, you know, whatever that is. Um, But God doesn't do that. Mm -mm. That's a choice that we make. Exactly. And um, I just have this really hard concept that you know it's like being a parent right you give your child decisions choices and they get to i mean we aren't going to put them in harm's way right so if it's 10 below outside you're not going to give them the option to well you can wear shoes or not (laughs) kind of thing right i mean you're going to have to put on shoes right right there's just no you know and you explain that to them and i'm sure they'll put on shoes right the moment they step outside they're going to put on shoes but (laughs) the point is is that out of that you know we we are given these these choices and um we get to decide what what that is and so i believe like throughout my whole entire life i i lived in this ever-looming doom of you know, what's the point of me being here? Mm-hmm. My life is shit. Uh, most people do. You know, I was, you know, mm-hmm. abandoned when I was full, sexually abused, yada, yada. All this yucky, what people would deem bad things, and they were bad things. But the whole entire time I had the, I had the ability to use it for good or use it mm-hmm. to keep me in this, yucky state i guess and for so many years i stayed in that yucky state because i did not understand that i had the power to use it for Mm -hmm. something good and so now you know i understand and believe that not only do i have the power to use the things that have happened to me for good to help other people work through those things, whether it be the sexual trauma, the abandonment issues, the religious trauma, the, you know, anxiety, anxiety, depression. depressions, <laughs> all of those yeah. things, you know, though the anxieties and depressions, those are all symptoms of those things that happened. And we do not have to, you know, live, have in, it. Don't have to live in, in those states. And it's so that takes it back to the belief right? Mm -hmm. What you believe is either going to keep you there or it's going to move you forward. And I I mean, you're 100% correct in the thought that 
comes into my mind is lots of times, especially when we have trauma young, you know, that becomes our identity or part of our, our identity. Yeah. And what that means is it's um, a leading thought in your day, every day. Yes. All day. Yeah. So when that's your leading thought all day, every day, I'm a victim. I had this happen and, you know, it's horrible and blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. And I'm not saying that stuff's not, it's, it's a legitimate yeah. thought. But when it is your focus, which it's going to be for a bit, but as long as it, it continues to be, your life will never change. Yeah. Because that you're you're creating more of that in your life. Exactly. And yeah. that doesn't mean that exact same trauma, but you are bringing the yuck, the darkness that comes with yeah. it upon you. Yeah, and I'm living proof of that. You yeah, know, so when I started a few years ago, when I, you know, got out of bed after just, you know, losing my job and my career and all this stuff, and I was like, I am not going through this. BS again, like on my whole entire life, you know, I've gone, had my ups and downs with depression and all this. I'm not doing this again. I'm not, I am not willing to go through this state again where I'm stuck in bed, thinking about dying, wishing I wasn't here, then having, you know, all these yucky feelings about my kids, my mom, because she committed suicide, all, all the things that my kids will have to go through. When I made that decision, I decided right then and there, that obviously something had to change. And one of those things that changed for me was how I started my day. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't easy. It was not easy to get up every single day and say, and listen to, you know, uh, Abraham Hicks or somebody else who positive, right? was positive and helped to build my you know, self-esteem and my worthiness and whatever that is. And, you know, that could be whatever you exactly feel is the best for you to listen to. Um, for me, the things that I chose were all about the power of the mind and living in the now. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, that has completely changed my life. I mean, there's days where, you know, I'll get on my phone in the morning or whatever and you know sometimes just scroll through like facebook or instagram but you know it's like less than five minutes less than five minutes it's usually just a few minutes because i get on and i'm like ugh, there's nothing on here i mean it's pointless right and then i go straight to whatever like we've been listening to this show and you know but um you know, so for you, that may be listening to, you know, a sermon. I used to listen to Joyce Myers all the time. Or I mean, worship, some kind of music, worship, whatever. I mean, you, you know? but, but it, for me, I got to a place where it just wasn't enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and, and, you know, it's not that I don't listen to those people anymore. I mean, I don't like on a daily basis, to be honest with you, but if they come across something that I'm, doing or whatever then of course i listen to them but that really has to do with you know my concept to how Mm -hmm. it's changed now i want to i know i've clarified this multiple times in our podcast but i feel like it's something we have to clarify um 
and maybe we don't have to clarify it, but we get questions all the time. So you don't believe in, you know, God anymore. That's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> but because it is an outside concept of what you are used mm-hmm. to hearing about God, people automatically go to, well, well, you guys don't believe in God anymore. No, we have never said that. Mm-mm. We have never said that. And so, um, you know, I just we want... We just quit putting God in a box. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's the hard concept for people to handle is that we no longer put God in a box. And we because, never did. No, we never did. But as leaders in the church, it's yeah. like <clears throat> being an employee somewhere, right? Exactly. You, you, when you think about your job, <clears throat> no matter what it is, doesn't matter what it is, if you're a cashier at a store, if you work at McDonald's, if you're a counselor, if you're the CEO of a company, even as a CEO of a company, you still have a boss somewhere. There's always bosses. So there are things that you just, in order for you to keep that job, you have to, well, Mm -hmm. be obedient, keep your mouth shut, whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't say certain things. And so, and that to me is a huge problem because I feel like we should be able to, have those deep conversations all over the world and mm-hmm. all different realms and maybe people aren't going to necessarily understand or believe the same concept that's okay mm-hmm. um but that doesn't mean that we hate each other over it right. or that you lose your job over it or whatever the case is so when you think about that job there are times where you have to just well keep your mouth shut right so you don't lose your job because you feel stuck and put in that place and i think for us in those leadership roles in the church you know even though we really pushed that Mm -hmm. concept um and pushed god out of the box the church says all the time you know oh well you know god shouldn't be put in a box but yet they put god in a box (laughs) and And so separation um and we did that too to a sense you know we would say you know well we don't put god in a box but we had more freedom in our specific church and our specific ministry when we started it than we did when we were at a different church before we had planted our own church. And so, um, but even after we planted our own church, we were still put in a box, you know, Uh, because you were told millions of times, lots of times, well, you couldn't, you can't do this. You can't do that. I mean, even after we moved and, you know, the things happened at the church and all that, you were literally told, I, you were on speakerphone, who was the superintendent at the time, who's no longer, but um, he literally said the words, you will never be a senior pastor at one of our churches. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad in that moment because I'm like, Fool, we started a church. You you were And that was the same guy that two years before my ordination thing told me or asked me, Are you a senior pastor or an associate pastor? And I'm like, I'm just a pastor. Number one, I don't like labels. Right. I'm just like, I'm just a pastor. And he was like, No, you gotta pick. You gotta come into this knowing that you are either you're created to be a senior pastor or not. I'm like, Well, yeah, I'm created to be a senior pastor, of course. Otherwise I wouldn't freaking be here, you yeah. dumb fuck. And then two years later, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it goes to show how people are. So anyhow, it just you know I say that and share that just to show that it literally just puts people they mm-hmm. put people in a box, right? 
So anytime somebody steps out of that box, the only way that they feel that they can control you is by saying, well, you'll never do this, you'll never do that. Because exactly. the way that we looked at things was different than the way that they looked at exactly. things. And so, and that's just common all over the world, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, no, it's not a Christian It's thing. not a Christian it's thing. A, I just use, <laughs> I use that as the example yeah, because that's yeah, our experience. Exactly, exactly. We also have an experience with, mm -hmm. you know, family doing the same thing. Well, exactly. we don't, yeah. we don't. Um, you know, believe or do the same rituals that you do. So now we're bad exactly. or we're, we're these horrible people because, you know, we, we know, we no longer go to a church building on Sundays to worship God, but we worship God every single day, I know. which I... is so far fetched because, you know, maybe you don't get yeah. into that connection. Maybe you don't, maybe yeah. you do. Yeah. It's not for me to decide. Right. But, um, but that just shows how people are um, programmed to it does keep and God in a box. One of I guess. you know, Mother Fossey you're talking a minute ago. You know, there's uh, a movie came out years ago called The Shack. Oh yeah, and, or it was a book first, and then it yeah, a movie. But uh, when it was a book, even when it came out, uh, and it's an amazing book. I, I've used it over and over and over, and it, it helped me. Um, get over uh, some trauma in my own life, you know, because uh, I kind of went through some of the same stuff he had been through. And um, I will never forget, it's like after it came out, you know, it, they were promoting it in the little church I was in in Newburgh, and, and I read it, and I was just like, oh, my God, it's like one of the best books ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it ripped my heart out and did all the stuff, <clears> but, but it helped me look at life through a different lens. And then... Like two months later, holy crap, you would think that the freaking, <laughs> the world had come to a stop because all of a sudden, all these pastors are talking about this book, which was actually written as just this guy wrote this book for his daughter. That that's, was the whole purpose. It was like a nighttime story or whatever. I forget the exact thing, but it was a book written for his daughter. Well, it's a true story. And it, yeah, and um, <laughs> and the church just got twisted up because his idea of God in the book was a black woman. Yeah, that was I think after the movie came out, it, it everybody been, just well, totally went up in arms about the book it too. But oh, maybe you know when the, when the movie <clears throat> came out, it was like more prevalent. Yeah, because right? it was kind of in your face. Yeah, and people just were like. It was nuts, you know, and they were like crucifying the guy for writing this book, portraying God as a black woman. But the funny thing is, if you had actually read the book or actually watched the movie, I forget the, the, the character's name, but the guy is having a conversation with God and God's like, what's wrong? You know, don't, don't like me the way I look or something like that. And, and the guy was confused. Mm -hmm. And then God said, what would have happened if I come back here as this big God man that you interpreted as being God when you were abused by your father? What would your right. reaction have been to me? Exactly. And so <laughs> I, I guess and at, at the moment, I mean, I was like brand new in my belief, so I didn't really grasp the concept at that time. But later on, I mean, it didn't take but you know about a couple three years. I realized that 
that movie really helped me see God in a different light. That it yeah. is not necessarily what you were being taught. Exactly. And it, it doesn't freaking matter. One person sees God as a tree, and one person sees God as a black person, another as I mean, the the portrait of Jesus throughout all of Christianity is this white guy with long hair and it's this European notion of Jesus. Well, that's all bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? And, and actually that, that portrait was the portrait of, I forget the King's name at the time. Um, it was during, uh, Constantine's time. And, uh, when Constantine split off, built the church in the East and there's the church in the West and the, the Pope, whoever that was, that portrait was a portrait of his gay lover. Right. And they made this portrait of him, called him Jesus, and that's the Jesus everyone's been freaking worshiping. Right. His picture for the last 2,000 freaking years. You know, so it's, <laughs> you know, and so for me, that's why it comes back to belief. I've, I've literally seen God as, as light before. Yeah. I've, I've had that experience. Um, a couple months ago, I got to dance with God in the wind. Yeah. You know, that was a different experience. Yeah. You know, so... It's, you know, God will come to you, I think, whatever is most comfortable in, in, in a way that maybe isn't going to be frightening or just something that you understand, yeah. right, or that you uh, connect with um, so that you can continue to connect with it yeah. instead of be repelled by it, right, yeah. because God is love. Right. And if God is love, then... He would never, or they would never do anything that's going to hurt you. Exactly. Right? Or yeah. distract you or make you think um, in an alternative way that's going to be detrimental to you. you mm-hmm. know? All that stuff comes from within. That's all our ego. Yeah. Every time we, we, we are creators of, of all that stuff. Yeah, and I love that. Um, I love that you brought that up because... Um, I remember, you know, that was huge mm-hmm. how, was I mean, deal, it was a man. huge deal. And so, um, but I loved the concept from the very first time that I saw the movie because, um, and read the book because it, it shows that there can be that feminine side and exactly. that masculine side. And, and I remember in the movie, the whole entire movie, you know, God was portrayed as this black woman who you know just loved and Mm -hmm. taught and you know had this feminine energy Mm -hmm. but then as soon as god knew that he was ready to go on the next mission Mm -hmm. he showed up in the doorway Mm -hmm. as this male figure yeah and that's when that you know he talked about you know if i would have showed up like this before you know Mm -hmm. would you have acknowledged me or would you have you know had this relationship with me and and um and it was time, you mm-hmm. know, and I could see where you can use that fatherly concept exactly. of, you know, okay, now it's time to get into the harder work, sister, you yeah, know, yeah. let's do this, yeah, you now know, we gotta go for a walk, right? now we got to go for a walk and we got to go face yeah. this mm-hmm. demon that's, you know, a burden on you, you know, and, um, and that's exactly how it has been, mm-hmm. you know, at least for me, yeah. you know, so some days, you know, my higher power is that feminine, you know, mm-hmm. gentle, loving, just be where you are, uh, 
support and some days it's that all right we gotta buckle down we gotta do this because we have this concept in our human brain that the mother is more genuine or more gentle excuse me more gentle and the father is more you know harsh harsh kind of you know punisher or whatever i mean i hate to use the word punishment but you know what i mean like strict whatever and and so because we have that concept god's going to show up to whatever it is that your concept is yeah in that moment and we have experienced so many things um throughout our relationship with with christ but i think the most prominent for me has been you know in our travels and in our you know relationship with with Christ in the last few years because I have, ex, you know, um, I have experienced this healing within myself. I've, I'm so used to healing other people and mm-hmm. seeing the miracles happen in other people and, you know, still having all this hurt and this pain within ourselves, within yeah. myself. And so um, being able to be on this journey, you know, um, of healing, true, true healing for myself, um, these last few years has been phenomenal for me because it's like God showing up in that male role and saying, all right, let's go. It's time for you to start your journey. Yeah. And because I've got bigger things for you yeah. and you have no idea what that is. Exactly. And in order for you to be able to uh, heal people in that deep soul level, this is the deep soul healing that you are going to have to exactly. do. And so when I, you know, look at it from the, the, the shack point of view, you know, that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. And and it makes sense, especially when, when you start to accept it just as it is Mm -hmm. and it kind of, it's liberating in a way, Yeah, you know, because otherwise you know, I mean, I remember, and I feel it's like, God, I think of some of the things I used to say and preach. And I was always kind of like off the script, mostly. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it was like, you know, you're praying for people, you know, or, you know, teaching them about God or whatever. And I try always tried not to to put God in that Christian box because I always knew he was bigger than that. But, you know, it's like all the, when you're using the church's um, literature, what you know, their scripts, <laughs> right? You, you kind of have what you got, right? Yeah. You know, and I mean, there were times I literally teach, you know, about, you know, you know, like doing our one-on-one classes, two-on-one, three-on-one, you know, all that stuff, membership classes and stuff. And I'd be teaching this stuff, but my heart's just like, seriously, dude? Yeah. You just told these people this? Yeah. You know, and inside, it just it wasn't right, you know? But I did it anyways, because that's yeah. what I was told to do, you know? And it um, it, it kind of makes me want to throw up, actually, to be honest with you, because it, it's all bullshit. It's yeah. all bullshit, you know? And... So, you know, my encouragement for you guys, anyways, today is, you know, and I used to ask people this all the time, you know, what's your core belief? Yeah. You know, what, what do you put your faith in? And, you know, don't, you know, your faith should not ever be in us, 
right? No. Um, it needs to be in nothing other than God as you see it, you know? And because we all need something to believe in and we all are connected, you know? So if Jesus said, I got to go so that I may leave with you, you know, my spirit, you know, so that you can do greater works than I did, you know, I was just stupid enough to believe that. And whenever I would call, you know, or talk to my mentors or pastors about it, you know, um, they would, well, that's not really what he meant. <laughs> like, well, then why the fuck's it in the Bible and you're telling me up here that I got to believe this to be the truth? It, it just, no, they're so contradictory about everything. Yeah. And, and I remember the very first time I read that, the very first time, and I believed it. I don't know. I, it was just something inside of me. So, oh my gosh, Jesus is telling me I have this power. Yeah. And so from the very beginning, you know, and then, you know, it's not very long after that, then all of a sudden you're taught about this whole rapture thing and Jesus coming back again and all this. And I always thought, well, wait a minute. He, right here he says, I'm coming back. But next time when I come back, it's going to be my spirit. Yeah. So that you guys can have me in you and you, you're the ones that are changing the world. Yeah. Right. But then all of a sudden the church is saying, no, 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 that's not what he meant. He's coming back again. And I thought, well, he didn't say he's coming back three times. It's only supposed to be twice. Yeah. So then it wasn't, it didn't, you know, and, and then it was years of study and, and really diving into that thing and seeing everyone's different. You know, there's a hundred different ideas about the whole thing. Um, but it was funny because the internal doctrine is we want to keep these guys waiting on a savior yeah because as long as they got to wait for a savior then they are chained to the church yep they need us yep and it's just my own personal opinion that's what that whole thing is all about it's just to keep god's people chained to this building chained to this guy that's preaching chained and then you know what do you got to do you got to give your tithe otherwise you know back in the day you couldn't even get in the church unless you brought money yeah you know, so it's a, that's what it's always been about for yeah. them. And, and that's not saying that every single church is like that. There's great people out there doing great work uh, for God's kingdom. There, there really is. And unfortunately, just like everything else, there's always going to be, you know, those out there. But I truly believe that that's the 10%. Yeah. You know, I think the whole thing's flipped. I believe that the 90% of them aren't. It's yeah. all driven by ego and yeah. greed and all this other stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I I think that's funny because you brought up the ego piece. Um, as soon as you say the word, you know, power, that's mm -hmm. what comes to my mind, right? Mm -hmm. Is the church says, well, that's your ego, that's yeah, your right. human self, yeah. you know, yeah. saying that you have the power to do this or that or whatever, and and that is because that's the script that they've been taught, yeah. so that it keeps us chained to this mm -hmm. building, chained mm -hmm. to you know, um whatever and people say you know i've had people say well you know you got to have a community you got to have and you you know it's it's healthy to have a community um don't get me wrong but uh but not if the community is sick exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, yeah and you can use your own interpretation of the word sick so yeah <laughs> i mean you know whatever right but exactly you know if it's healthy and has a common idea i mean you know acts too, right i mean the beginning of the church I mean, yeah um so yeah we are totally created to be in harmony with one another and, absolutely and it's pretty hard to grow by yourself i mean that you need the community to do that but 
Um, but that doesn't have to be within, you know, a church. That term simply means a gathering of people. Yeah. And that gathering of people can be absolutely anywhere. Uh-huh. And I think that we always had the best services whenever we did them outside. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and it's just there's something about yeah. worshiping God outside. It yeah. just changes everything. It's like when you put it in this brick and mortar building, it just creates separation. It does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we just wanted to come with you this morning and hang out um, just on our thoughts. And, you know, I don't, honestly, I have no idea if this even made any sense to anybody. <laughs> um, Hopefully. I, I hope that it all, you know, ran together and, um, you know, came together good for you. And, um, because that's just how we are. We start talking and, you know, I, I think that's kind of what, for me, I feel like that's kind of what our podcast is for. It's just to have these conversations and to share our conversations so that you, the listener, know that you're not alone mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, there are other people out there that, um, you know, are are struggling and overcoming, you know, separation from the church and, and moving forward and deconstructing from that and, you know, all of those, those things. Um, so, you know, um, and, and it, our mission is to help people to heal from the soul level, exactly. because what we have learned through our experiences is that the soul level is where you find true healing um it doesn't mean that we don't struggle with our ego and our human self that brings up things that are going on in our lives whether it's you know bad relationship whatever that is but it is soul level i believe that we are spiritual beings living on this physical planet in a physical body but we are spiritual beings first first and i think that we are taught the opposite of that and so we we forget Mm -hmm. we forget and we separate from our spiritual being and the moment that you connect to your spiritual being and you become that spiritual being again Mm -hmm. it all starts to make sense at all and um you know if you have questions about that or whatever um i'm I think I linked our website onto our podcast. Now you can, it's, it's live. Our website is live. So you can go and click on that. You can learn a little bit more about Gemini and, um, you can click, you know, uh, uh, let's talk kind of thing and it'll get you connected to us. Um, you can also find us at Instagram at seat of hope, soul coaching. That'll also get you connected to us and you can send us a private message. And, um, I know you can ask questions on our podcast form. So, um, you know, if you have questions or you have, you know, comments, whatever that is, we'd love to hear those from you guys. It's a way for you to get connected with us, um, and to, you know, hopefully know that you're not alone. And, you know, if you've never heard before that you're a spiritual being, I hope that you hear mm-hmm. that you are a spiritual being here on this planet to do something different and to help. Exactly. Um, so 
And it's okay, guys, to have questions. Yeah. It's okay to not agree with everything that you're being told, right? Um, that and please don't believe us. Please do the exactly, research because exactly. that's um, what we had to do. Exactly. It's, um, you know, we're here to guide you, right? So you can find out. I, I hate the word your truth, but I guess that's what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, is to find your truth and who you really are because when you really discover who you are that's where the magic happens yeah inside. Definitely. and that, that's where that soul level healing happens so, yeah um, definitely thank you guys for hanging out with us today we hope your day is amazingly blessed beyond your wildest dreams and we will talk to you next time talk to you later